Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. All right, folks. Well, welcome to the 46th episode of Perception is Reality. Settle in here for a little bit of montage action. Stand by. I'll be right back. Cal. Yes. Peter. No. Hampton. No. Anderson. No. Dishman. No. Polk. Yes. Gregory. Yes. Ridenauer. No. Marshall. No. Who does that? And so for point of clarification, for point of clarification, does that mean that we are now going to go forward with the 2019 budget? That's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happened. Joe? And you know something, Mr. McKinney? I consider this nothing but a lawyer's dodge. I also saw this bit of fluff that MSD gave us tonight. I, I've got lots of questions about this budget. For all this money that you guys are spending, this is a damn thin document. Systematically allow us to borrow more money so that we can go in more debt. Is that, because that's what it seems like to me is, hey, this is getting ready to be a balloon payment, we better refinance this, or we're gonna be in trouble, we can't do certain things. So I want clarity to say, if we refinance this, then it's gonna help us um, better our community compared to, we're just trying to cover up some stuff. That's what I want. You got all the facts. <clears throat> you know, I don't have all facts, but your concerns. Everything is not let him know. answer. Let him answer your question. Everything, you know, everything is not a cover up. So I, I see many challenges, and and to have randomly picked an 18 million. Not according to the budget. You know why? Because we work our butts off to get food, and it doesn't matter what I spent last year. We make amends for what we have to do to get the food in. We work very hard. You guys want to come help me unload some trucks? You set up here. You made the ordinances. You get zero dollars. Why? And when you have a con- conflict of interest such as that, that makes it personal, then you should take the high road and kind of step to the side. <laughs> but I that's do, my personal opinion. And I do, and thank you, and I, I respect that opinion, and I understand without having all the moving parts, you know, and I would love to sit and meet with you and we can sure, pull everything Sure, we can out definitely do that. That's fine. Roll call, please. How? Remember the people you leave behind on Sunday. Roll call, please. Roll call, please. Wait a minute. What are we doing? Um, how many bonds total? Are there 10, 15, 20? I mean, how many bonds? I don't care about 
And the money set, well, first of all, how many bonds are there? Uh, Mr. Marshall, my question is, is when uh, Ms. Gregory made her comment and, and, earlier at 7 o'clock, we didn't have a chance to make a public comment right I then and there. Just with a few members of the council, and we're going to let you speak at, at the end of the meeting. But we last. We last after being I'm called sorry, That's just the way it monkey. falls on the agenda. I mean, that her making her comment But we should have had an opportunity right then and there, if it was, if, if it was sincere. Okay. So my problem. We're going to allow. Why? Here's we're going to allow thing. comments okay, at the end of the meeting. Here's my thing. Wasn't why when we allowed it in when she this first has said nothing it. to do with what it's we got. It's almost o'clock. We've been since seven fifteen. Apologize profusely, but I'm going to let I'm going to let you at make the comments. end have folks and left. But I have been the finance chair for seven years, and it's only been an issue. Lately, lately, because of the things that I've watched you do in this community, because, uh, I've seen you shaking and moving, honey. I've seen I've you. I've seen you. And and I'm not even a political person. And if I've seen you do that, I can only imagine what the other people who pay attention to politics. You should be ashamed of yourself. Committee makes recommendations to the council as a whole, but every member of council up here had the opportunity to make reductions and bring their own set of reductions to the meeting for suggestions and and ideas. Shoo wee, man, was that something? And I'll tell you, that was just under four and a half minutes. I mean, imagine six hours of that. How are you doing, everybody? I'm Christopher H. Bilbury, and this is the 46th episode of my podcast, Perception is Reality. I hope you're all doing well. I hope that you listen to this in a timely manner. I know the good thing with podcasts are you can listen to them whenever. I can record a podcast on Tuesday, and you can listen to it three Tuesdays from the original date. But this podcast, I hope that everybody specifically locally listens to in a timely manner. Everyone else outside of Indiana, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing to come back episode after episode. For those of you that are outside of East Central Indiana, I know that this one is not going to be something that is going to be completely beneficial to you just because we're talking about some specifically local issues. However... We are going to be talking about points that will be beneficial to citizens wherever you are because if you just heard that four and a half minutes of nonsense, what you're hearing is back and forth between citizens, the boss, and their employees, the elected officials. And you're hearing heat from everybody that's talking. And that's a problem because the employees aren't supposed to be talking back to the bosses. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is coming after one of the most contentious city council meetings that I personally have ever seen in 30-some years. And keep in mind, I know I say this a lot, but I was arrested in a city council meeting for speaking. You're out of order. This whole place is out of order. This is a joke. And keep in mind, I was at the city council meeting back on August 5th when 1,200 people showed up to a facility that only seats 280. 
So I've been to pretty contentious meetings. I've been to contentious meetings back in the 2000s, back in the 90s. I've been to meetings in Indianapolis. You have to understand, I've seen some pretty crazy crap in meetings. But what occurred at the six-hour-long Muncie City Council meeting on October 7th, 2019, is a meeting that will absolutely go down in the history books and in the memory of folks that were there and folks that were watching at home. I just don't know what to say. The meeting was a regular scheduled city council meeting where they were going to be talking about random ordinances and resolutions and topics that come up at regular council meetings. Now, keep in mind, it was the October meeting, which means it's the last meeting before the general election. So generally, the officials at these meetings before elections, specifically the officials that are running for re-election or for election to other seats, try to put on their best behavior, try to act like they are the best people going and want to please everyone. Well, hell, they threw that out the window. They just ripped that out of the rule book and said to hell with it. And they just kind of went for it, balls to the wall, doing whatever they felt, which is indicative of what's been going on within local government for quite some time here. And I'm sure wherever you're listening, specifically if you're outside of Indiana or outside of East Central Indiana, this is something that has been happening and that I'm hearing all over the place where people are getting fed up with the behavior of their local officials. So you've got city council members who, keep in mind, have three functions, basically. They are the fiscal body, they're the legislative body, but in my opinion, most importantly, they're the representative body. Now, let's find out what does that mean, representative body. Well, it basically means this. If your city, town, county, or whatever we're talking about, your city council, your county council, is made up in the area that it is, it has districts. So this section of your area is District 1, this section is District 2, District 3, District 4, District 5, however many districts, and then you'll probably have a couple at-large counselors which represent the entire city like for example in winchester we only have one at-large counselor and we have four district counselors in gaston they have three town board members that each represent a district and in the city of muncie they have six districts and three at-large positions so the at-large members represent every single person of the city. The district councilors represent everybody in that district. Now, I have argued, and some can argue, because you're a city councilor, you, as a district councilor, are making decisions when you vote for the entire city. So everybody basically represents everybody. And all elected officials should listen to all constituents of the city. However, when you get right down to it, the district city councilor, so let's just say District 1 in Podunk City, their main goal and their main job 
is to listen to and to represent the wants and the needs of the citizens of that district. Okay, so John Doe, District 1 City Councilor for Podunk City, yeah, he can listen to what the people in 3 or 4 want, and he should take that into consideration, and he should sure as hell be polite. But, he is the representative of District 1. That means he's to listen to what his district wants. And represent the wants, the wishes, the needs, the thoughts, and talk about the concerns, bring forward the problems of the majority of that district. Not to satisfy the other counselors, not to satisfy District 3, not to satisfy his corrupt political party, and not to satisfy his agenda of moving up the ladder to be mayor or state representative or so on and so forth. His goal is to be the representative, the voice, for the members in his district. All right? And so that means when they go and they sit up there on the perch during the council meetings and they have people coming there and speaking... They're supposed to sit there and smile. They don't have to like what's being said. They don't have to agree. And you know what? They don't even have to answer. The First Amendment right does not guarantee you get an answer, but it does guarantee that you get a speak. You get a talk. Now, they might not have to answer you, and they might not answer you, and they might not listen, and they might not even care. But for them to sit there and give you lip or to be an absolute asshole or to bitch about what you're saying, you know what? Those people need to be shown the door. And so when you listen to these montage that I've put together, basically I have put together the most ignorant parts of the meeting. And I don't mean that from the citizens' standpoint. I mean the citizens showing up and speaking to their officials, were beautiful. Whether I agreed with all of the people speaking or understood what all of their questions or concerns were or, or agreed or disagreed, that doesn't matter. I was so thankful that all of these people showed up. And I am so happy to see it. Now, going back to what I said several episodes ago, back during episode 30, 31, 32... When I said, it doesn't matter unless we show up next time, here's the next little thing that's happened. Remember, it's not been too long ago that the steel dust plant occurred, and people showed up and rah-rah this and rah-rah that, we're here 1,200 strong. Now, we had a good showing at the meeting the other night, and it was beautiful to see. But now that only means something if you show up and do it again next time. All right, but I know what you guys want. You want to hear more of the craziness 
from the six-hour city council meeting. So here's what I did. Of the six hours, I recorded several of the craziest bits, several of the craziest arguments, the questions, the concerns, and the back and forth between the citizens and the officials, sometimes the officials and each other, and everybody in the room. So what I've done here is I've taken the whole six hours of the meeting, I've listened to it all over again, I've recorded some of the craziest, most outlandish, some of the most maddening parts of the meeting, and then I included those clips here. I kind of chopped them up and I put them together in a montage, and that way you could come here one place to listen to all of the craziest parts of the meeting because keep in mind even though the city council meeting was live streamed it was broke up into four different sections because of starts and stops on the video and recesses and different things like that and this way you don't have to go through all six hours because everything's here basically in one spot which is what you need because this needs to help continue to fire you up to make you want 100% decided that you will not set this election out and you will vote to make a difference because keep in mind as long as you're listening to this episode before 6 p.m. on Tuesday November 5th then you can vote early voting is currently underway that means you can go vote at the county clerk's office Monday through Friday from 8:30 to 4 and on the last two Saturdays of the month of October and the first Saturday into November and then the first Monday into November which is November 5th you can actually vote at the clerk's office from 8.30 till noon and then of course you have the whole 12 hours from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on election day Tuesday November 5th because this episode if nothing else should show you the major problem that is currently ongoing in the community of Muncie and a lot of other communities for that fact but this should absolutely show you a complete breakdown in the entire local government. I often call it broken local government, and that's exactly what it is. And we are so ready for a change. The city of Muncie is so ready for a change. I know I'm ready for a change in Winchester, and I'm still in a sucky spot. And really, in a lot of places we are, but that's why we have to keep involved. And just because you vote, doesn't mean it's over. Just because you vote doesn't mean everything's going to be hunky-dory and everything's okay. Just because you vote doesn't mean problems are solved. It means we still got to keep an eye on these people because keep in mind, they're still politicians. All right? So we need to keep that in mind. We have to stay active. Once you get active, you don't ever get unactive. You just got to keep on keeping on. But so in this quick break where I'm going to be playing you some more clips, be listening to the interaction between the citizens and the officials and decide if you think that's okay. Listen, you don't have to agree 
with everything that every citizen gets up and says. You don't have to agree with every question, with every concern. You don't even have to like the citizen that's talking. But you do have to agree, and you do have to come to the understanding that no matter what is asked, the officials can't come off like a bunch of dickheads. That's just not acceptable. That's never going to be acceptable, and those people should always be voted out. So without further ado, here is more of the nonsense of the Circus City Council meeting. You're listening to Perception is Reality, and I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Why was we allowed to make a comment, public comment, when she made her apology? I, I am going to let you make public comment. At the end, we last again. That, that's where it falls under the uh, the agenda. I'm sorry. You're not answering my question. She she started out. You allowed her to make her apology. Why did we have a comment? Mr. Malone, that's the way it's, that's the way it's on the No, that's agenda. not the way it is. That's the way you're running it tonight. She made that I've, comment. I've, we should have had an opportunity I've, to make our comment. We are going to let you make your comment. At the end... Well, it, it kind of surprised, it looks surprising that some of the, even the department heads didn't know uh, what was going on. Who gets this life insurance? Who's the beneficiary? Was that a question that was asked? Yeah, it's a at question. La- it's a question. Listen to me. I said, me. I'd like to, I'd like Listen to ask to me. You. Yeah, sure, Mark. Well, then, then, I, then I move that we uh, table this till we can have a public uh, services committee meeting and uh, question the board personally about some of this stuff. So let's stick to the facts, shall we, Mr. McKinney? Line item 432021, Mr. McKinney. Travel, $10,000. Who are we paying to travel? I don't make no secret <laughs> about it. I consider the sanitary district not much more in a cesspool of corruption. Well, now, hot damn, there is something that I agree with placeholder counselor John Hampton about. I do agree that the Muncie Sanitary District, MSD in that clip, is a cesspool of corruption. Keep in mind, the FBI just came in and raided them back in July of this year, 2019, and indicted the administrator, Nikki Grigsby, of the Muncie Sanitary District. So yeah, I agree. And Bill Smith and the board and all the other nonsense currently going on is a joke. But in that last clip, right before I came back, you've got the attorney, Mark McKinney, for the Muncie Sanitary District, and you've got placeholder counselor, Johnny Hampton, or Johnny Pat, whatever they want to call him, who is just a counselor for September, (laughs) October, November, and December. He was taking over the seat vacated by the vice chairman of the Democratic Party, Denise Moore, who had already been appointed to take the place of another counselor who left. And so the Democrats, the corrupt side of the Democrats, the 214, the Phil Nichols, the Mike Whites, the Mike Quirks, the Johnny Papp, crazy, corrupt, do anything at any time, say anything, anywhere, anytime, Democrats have a representative in this John Hampton, who is the placeholder counselor for these next few months until the election gets here, that's who he's representing. And so he's taking out his agenda. And so you've got two sides of the same coin yelling at each other, putting on a show, a spectacle, and it's all corrupt. It's all crazy. It's all nonsense. John Hampton couldn't begin to know how to be a proper politician, a proper official, if his life depended on it. 
his actions, it, it, we've only been two meetings in to his term on the council for the three or four months that he's going to be there. And he's already yelling and and showing his ass. And so I can only imagine what November and December is going to be like. But this is what we're dealing with when we're continuously dealing with the same old, same old. And that's why it's so important to vote in this election. Because we're finally now looking at an opportunity where we can get people out of seats that have only their allegiance to these type of people. Then we have to look at rearranging the parties. We have to look at getting good leadership in for the Republicans, good leadership in for the Democrats, meaning in the individual parties. We have to look at welcoming third-party candidates like Green Party and Libertarian Party and, you know, maybe, what, the Common Sense Party. We need to look at doing that. And I don't mean, I know that you've got to be a recognized party, but what I mean is Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party, it doesn't matter. Common sense has to rule the day. And it's been a long time since we've had common sense ruling the day in any, in any local government throughout most of the area that I know in Indiana, from all the way up to Fort Wayne, all the way down to Richmond, Indianapolis, over Anderson, Muncie, Lafayette. It's been a long time since there's been some really good government going on in the state of Indiana. And I would venture to bet, for those of you listeners outside of Indiana, you're dealing with the same thing. And it's because of the craziness that the good citizens, the people that should care, have stopped caring. And that's why it's important for us, for me, for you, for all of you listeners out there, to continue to be involved, to continue being active, and more importantly, to continue bringing others to the cause, bringing others to meetings, getting others involved, making sure people are registered. Now, I'll tell you, voters' registration is closed for this general election. Whenever you're listening to this, if you're not registered to vote for the 2019 general election, then you are out of luck. And you shouldn't be because I told you and I told you and I told you. That being said, when it's open again, I'll make sure to inform everyone, but it won't be until after this election. So I'll make sure to keep you posted. But there are things that we can do to bring people to get interested, to let people know the facts, the ideas, the thoughts, what's happening, what the current topics and issues and concerns are in all of the governments, in the city, the county, you know, It's what we have to do. And one of the ways that you can do that is by bringing people to this podcast. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Of course, you're listening to this however you do on iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, or the home link of perception.fireside.fm 
But be sure that you're telling people how to find the show. Let them know that we are on all major podcast hosting sites. That means wherever fine podcasts are heard, there we are. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Let them know that we also air live video episodes on the Facebook Live feature at Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook or facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318. Bring people to this platform. Bring people to the conversation. And open yourself up to have a conversation. If you want to call the show... If you want to be interviewed, if you want to debate, if you want to talk about things that matter to you, I am ready to hear you. Whenever you hear this, whenever you're listening to this, as long as it's not like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, call me. If you are listening to this at 2 o'clock in the morning, the next day at 7 or 8, pick up the phone, give me a call and tell me that you want to set up some time to be on the show, and I'll make that happen. I want to bring you on. We've had several, several great interviews, and I'm always willing to interview more people, and I'm willing to talk to you, and more importantly, I'm willing to listen because I want the listeners to hear what you have to say. You are who matters. You don't have to just live in Muncie. Say you're a listener from Terre Haute. Give me a call. We can talk. If you're a candidate from Terre Haute, we can talk. I'll listen to you, and we'll see what we can do to make your message available for the folks out there, because that's part of building unity and community, is listening to ideas. Who knows? Maybe you have something to say that might be important for everyone else to hear, and this might be a shot to get it out there. So you're always available to call or text me, 765-546-9796. You can email me at khbilbury at gmail.com, or like I said, hit me up on Facebook. Okay, on to the next big thing at hand. This is something I'm going to talk about for the next several episodes when I'm starting the episode out before we get into the main topic, but I want to make sure that we're understanding. Early voting is currently underway. What that means is, Monday through Friday, you can take your ID, your driver's license, or your state-issued ID card, and you can walk into your county clerk's office Keep in mind, I'm not saying the city clerk. You can't go into any city clerk's office anywhere and vote. It has to be in your county clerk's office, and you can vote early. We are now in early voting. Early voting started Tuesday, October 8th, 2019. So that means as long as you're listening to this before Tuesday, November 5th, 2019, then it's possible for you to vote early. And how this works is, like I mentioned in episode 45, just an episode ago, which if you have not listened to that episode, you are missing out and you need to go back and listen to it. It's episode 45. 
You'll be able to find it at perception.fireside.fm backslash 045. It's just episode 45 if you go to any of the other hosting sites. And it's called Voting and Absentee Voting for Dummies. And I cover all of the voting information. I cover all absentee and early voting information. So really, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. If you know someone that is a new or young voter or someone just getting into it, have them listen to it. If you've listened to it, share it with people that you know. We really need to get people hearing this, and it's got a lot of good nonpartisan information that is really good statewide. Now, it doesn't really play as well outside of the state of Indiana, However, for those of you outside of Indiana, listen to it, see what you can get out of it. But it is a really good episode. But early voting is underway. You go into your county clerk's office with your state-issued ID, your driver's license or your ID card, and you tell them that you want to vote early. You can go in there during the office hours. For example, in the city of Muncie, you can walk into the Delaware County Clerk's Office Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 4 with your state-issued ID, your driver's license, or your ID card, and you can vote. And you can do that from 8.30 to 4, Monday through Friday, from now until Election Day, essentially. Okay? So, early voting started on Tuesday, October 8th. So, that day is over. That means you can vote Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then you can vote Monday the 14th through Friday the 18th, Monday the 21st through Friday the 25th, and then now, on Saturday, October 26th, you can still go vote, even on a Saturday. You can go into the clerk's office from 8.30 until noon, or 8.30 until 3, I believe, and you can cast votes. And then starting that next week, on Monday the 28th, Through Friday the 1st, you can again vote at the clerk's office from 8.30 until 4. And then again that Saturday, Saturday, November 2nd, you can vote during that same period of time, 8.30 to 12 or 8.30 to 3. And then that next Monday is the Monday before the election. It's Monday, November 4th. You can vote at the clerk's office, the Delaware County Clerk's Office, from 8.30 until noon, and then, of course, Election Day is Tuesday, November 5th, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So that's important to know, and I'm going to really hammer that, because if you go vote early and get it out of the way, then you can't mess up and forget. You can't mess up and get busy. You can't wait down to election day and get called out of town for something. This way you can get it done. If you need or want and you fit the category to get a mail-in ballot, you have to have an application into the clerk's office by Thursday, October 24th. If you don't have that application into the clerk's office by the 24th, you have to go vote in person. If you need a traveling board to come around to your house, like I discussed in episode 45, you have to have your application in again by October 24th, which is a Thursday. And if you need any help with that, 
please give me a call because it's important that you go vote in this election. It's important that you vote in all elections. But this election is going to be a determining factor for a lot of local communities in in East Central Indiana, and that's just the God's honest truth. In the city of Muncie, you're dealing with an FBI investigation that has been going on for four years. You're dealing with the FBI also, separate from that investigation, running investigations in the local city police department. So there is a lot at stake here, folks. There is a lot at stake. And you have an opportunity to set things right, to do what's best for the community, or or you have the opportunity to continue on down the snake hole that you are currently set for. You, you get to make the decision. Listen, this is like a choose-your-own-adventure book from back in elementary and middle school. You can go vote and skip to page 50 where you've set things right, or you can not vote and keep things the way they always do, and you jump back to page 30 and the story ends there. And that seems like that's what Muncie's done for the last so many years right when they have the opportunity to do things that would really, really help them, Muncie, for some unknown reason, fumbles it. Like, for example, in the primary, in this very election cycle, in this very election cycle, you guys just stayed at home. You didn't go vote. You said, you know what? I'm happy with what we currently have. How could that be? How can you listen to this? You're planning on building a $17 million edifice to Bill Smith's Eagle out there on Wade Avenue. Failing yeah, retention. How about we, how about we stick side. to the facts, Mr. Hampton? I'm sticking to the facts. And department heads have never known what the cuts are until they're announced here in these meetings. This is the first year, and I'm assuming because transparency has become such an issue, that there has been meetings outside of the, where they call the department heads in, and they don't ask. The finance committee has met, and during that time period, there has been no public input. You're not going to give me the answer I want to get. They're not going to lose the money. I mean, I understand all that. I'm not going to get the answer I want. I just want to let, just present it that People see what you're doing. And Nora, I know you say it's not just you, but you had this committee. So back to your conflict of interest. And we see that. So you have a good evening. Now, let me explain something to you. And Councilman Ridenauer, you're running for mayor. Dr. Bailey over there is running for mayor. That was not set in stone. That was an arbitrary decision made by the finance committee to say, it's a conservative position. We'll be safe with this number, but we'll have to cut these line items and hope we can reallocate them through other ways in January. That number was arbitrary and it didn't have to be that number. Sincerely, there are fine lines with that. And you sincerely need to make sure that you understand those fine lines because what you were saying was wrong. 
again, maybe I can educate you a little bit. But you know what? When there's five police cars sitting in a parking lot and they're all just sitting there joking around, they're not patrolling our streets. I don't know of any time in my eight years that any of my department heads have ever been fiscally irresponsible, Councilman Powell. I think that that was horribly disrespectful to the fire department. And we all know what that's about. If anybody up here is gaining anything from any of this, you ought to be fired and thrown in jail. And I represent 10,000 of your constituents. And what we want you all to do, because you're not doing a great job either, is to get on this budget, Miss Powell. Make it correct. You owe it to us. It is our money. How can you listen to that and not vote and not see a problem and not think that we have a serious issue currently at hand, specifically in the government in Muncie, Indiana? Man, I tell you, I just hope that citizens are out there really, really paying attention to what's going on. Keep in mind, we're coming off a six-hour-long, crazy-ass city council meeting, and we just had another fairly crazy meeting with 1,200 people in attendance just two meetings ago. The FBI's been in town. People are getting indicted. Racism is running rampant. What's going on? I mean, we're breaking down as a community. There are major problems at hand. So if you don't feel like this is where the city should be, then it is your obligation to get out and to vote to make this place a better place. That's what it is. That's the whole thing. Keep in mind, remember, we're attempting to better government through citizen involvement. So you can't better the government through nothing, through a lack of involvement. It's not going to do anything. A lack of involvement is going to allow them to run amok like they have been doing. That's going to get us in the same spot that we have been in. What's going on in Winchester? What's going on in Muncie? What's going on in Indianapolis? What's going on in Anderson? What's going on in all communities across everywhere? That's why these type of revolutions are occurring. That's why these platforms are popping up. And that's why what we do here matters. Because we bring you the information, and then you get to decide what you do with it. We bring you thought, and we engage with you to find out what matters, what you're thinking about, and how we can go about fixing this. Remember, the goal is to better government, or I'll take it a step further, to better local government through citizen involvement. We want to make every community that we all live in a better place to live, work, and play in. And that's not a crazy thought. That doesn't make us bad people, nor does it make you bad to want to keep your government in check and to make sure that they're not running amok and that everything is above board and everyone is accountable and that everything is as transparent as possible because that's just good government. And if the officials can't handle themselves any better than what occurred in that 
clown-ass council meeting, then they need to hit the road because this is simply not acceptable. Last time the city got took their politics and involved it in fire department, they closed one or two stations. The one right by my house got closed. It took 15 minutes to get my wife, somebody for a diabetic one time. And you know what? I'd like to slap the bitch that made it that way. Speaking as a person at the microphone, we don't need a, a choir out there. What I, what I would like to remind you is, I've been a part of government in this city since 1965. On stuff that I have no clue that you're spending it on. And I understand that we're supposed to know these things, but we don't. I have a young man that's sitting right behind me right now and says, where is this money going? So this town's gone to fucking hell in the last two years. Excuse my language. Shut him off. Shut him off. Shut him off, Mr. President. You're going to have to step. Shut his mic off. You're going to have to stop step away. How much overtime have we spent for Firebase DMS right now? Screw that crap. And this coming from a taxpayer that pays your guy's salary. We don't know where it's going, but then you come to the council, they don't have no idea where y'all this money's going. What if the new city council doesn't want to do whatever you want to do with that public safety lower? What are you going to do then? You're about ready to make history on what you're wanting and attempting to do. Losing jobs because of the color of their skin, being called boy, nigger, all those things. I am not that person. And for you to sit up here representing all the people in the city of Muncie and specifically your your district is is just disrespectful. There's just no other way to say it. How much do you value a life? Could you put a price on life? But everybody's playing politics with it right now. And I hate that. Absolutely. And uh, I just I just seem to get it done and over with. Mr. Yenser. I mean, you, you need to, you know, this is the second time we've dealt with this issue. We start to do roll call, and then you're well, dramatic. It a little time. I well, you, can, you can tell me from the seat before once I call roll call. Now, Joe, I've called roll call. Do I continue, or do I have to listen to this man's comments? Let him speak. But for me, in this instance, if I were you, in that position, as a person with some morals and values. Can you guys say? For your information, since mm -hmm. you've you know, threw it out there, you never once came to me and asked me, did I have insurance through the city? Yes, I do. And, you know, I was asking who state. didn't take insurance. King, if that's you guys what you've council. been asking all over social media and I'm this so I'm, I want to answer your question. I'm just asking I do have city insurance okay, that I pay for let's, let's in a very here. high let's deductible. Figure, let's figure the question out. Right. We'll, so, no, the we'll question's real simple. What is your, what's the question's your exact question? The question's real simple. I would like to see, and the public should like to see, they pay taxes for this, okay? Correct. A show of hands of the council members that do not take insurance. Do not. This is not a HIPAA violation. I'm not asking for medical treatment. I do. Then I'll just you say it's none of your business that. what my health insurance plan is. I, Are you serious? No, I'm, I'm serious. I don't take city insurance. Okay, so he doesn't so take insurance. it's none of your business how I get my I insurance. That would be like, mm, you know, I kind of have a conflict on both sides. I got this, I got that. We have the general fund over here. That's what we were cutting. Right. It does not matter how many times I listen to that craziness. It's still enraging and it's still complete bullshit. You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this 46th episode of Perception is Reality. What a show. The montage of craziness from the city council meeting. 
be sure to tell everybody that this is where they can come and hear it all in one place without listening to the whole six hours on the city's Facebook page. Perception.fireside.fm is where you go to listen to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Until next time, stay safe, stay active, stay engaged, stay involved, and remember to get out and vote. Early voting is underway. So for all of us here at Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, I want to say God bless, and I'll be looking forward to talking to you again real soon. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Look up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.